105.9 The Region. Today's show is brought to you by Meridian Credit Union. Expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Happy Pride. If you're going down to the parade in Toronto tomorrow, be safe and have a fabulous time. Well, hopefully we'll be a little more organized than the Raptors Parade because this one's been going on for years. They've had some trouble, but I mean, were you anywhere near the Raptors Parade? No. No. Could you get near the Raptors Parade? No, I stayed well north of uh, north of Lawrence, actually. <laughs> I mean, I, I would have loved to, but the idea of being part of two million people and... They downgraded those numbers. They said it was, I think, somewhere between one and two, but closer to one. And still, it was just chaos. I mean, I felt so sorry for those children and the people that were trampled um, and separated from their children. I mean, it was We were sending out things, your children have been taken to 52 Division if you've lost them. I mean, it was was a bit chaotic, but so hopefully Pride think, will be a lot more fun. Yeah, I think it's difficult, though, when, you know, that many people. Yeah, it's a lot of people. No cell service, a lot, lot of people panicking. Yeah. Anyway, on a happier note... We have stand-up comedian Courtney Gilmore. Now, she's about to premiere an all-new one-woman show at this year's uh, Toronto Fringe Festival. Now, she was born missing both hands and her right leg above the knee. And this show touches on the lowered expectation that she says we have for people with disabilities. And it also dissects what it really means to say congratulations. Which happens to be the name of the show. Congratulations, which can cause confusion. (laughs) (laughs) So the words saving and investing are sometimes confused, used interchangeably. But when it comes down to it, our first guest says we we should consider both separately to secure our financial future. Dillista Cruz is the VP and head of wealth management at Meridian Credit Union. She's going to talk to us about the difference between being a saver versus an investor. I think of you more as an investor, me more as a saver. Because you're you're you follow your investments, you track them, you're involved. I'm kind of a passive investor. Yeah, less so. Less so now? Less so now. You're too busy. Uh, yeah, less so now, but I'm also a saver, I think. Okay. Anyway, lifestyle expert Lena Almeida is going to tell us about the latest in family travel. This is where you spend your savings mm-hmm. <laughs> as summer is almost here, and that means the official start of family vacation season. And Brody will be here with the latest movie and tea reviews, plus a couple of interviews with uh, people from Wild Rose. And we are going to talk to Barry Choi, um, our personal finance expert, about tips on how to manage um, expectations and your wallet regarding loyalty programs. And closing out the show, Toronto singer and songwriter Mike Ruby is going to perform his debut single, Close, in our live studio sessions. Uh, congratulations to our Monster Jam winners, uh, Sean Mandy from Thornhill and Shauna Thomas from Toronto. Hope you enjoyed the show, so stay tuned. Don't forget to follow us on social media at What She Said Talk and visit our website at What She Said Talk, where you will be able to, Christine? Watch videos, read guest blogs, and download our free Apple podcast. Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. To contact the show, go to whatshesaidtalk.com. I just spoke to a Meridian advisor about variable versus fixed rate mortgages, and they told me that... Variable rates change based on Meridian's prime rate. Exactly. And that... You could pay your mortgage down faster if Meridian's prime rate goes down. How did you know? I spoke with an advisor, too. So let's get... A a Meridian five-year variable rate mortgage at 2.90%. Totally. Totally. Apply today at meridianmortgages.ca or visit a Meridian branch. Rates subject to change without notice. Some restrictions apply. 2.90% APR assumes the typical example of a new mortgage. Now back to what she said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. The words saving and investing are sometimes used interchangeably, but when it comes down to it, our next guest says we should consider both separately to secure our financial future. Dylan Cruz is the vice president and head of wealth management at Meridian Credit Union. Welcome back to what she said. Great to be back. You th- good, because you've been sending in your peeps. We, we want exactly. you. <laughs> so, okay, so studies say that if people don't start investing early, they seldom get around to it. So right. what is the difference between a saver versus an investor? Because I think I'm 
a bit more of a saver. And ah. I think if Christine is a bit more of an investor because she tracks everything, she follows, she's involved. I'm sort of passively investing. Oh, okay, okay. So I would say the difference between a saver and an investor is a saver would put money into uh, a savings account, a bank account, uh, maybe a term deposit or GIC, and it's more short and medium term. Okay, so that I would count as an investor because yes, I have a TFSA right. and RSPs. And... Right, and an investor would be more longer term outlook. Uh, you want to make your money grow, and uh, you're into the markets as well. So I think that's how you would. Um, so are you invested in the markets? I gather my RSPs are through through my manager. Yes. <laughs> okay. So you would be an investor and okay. a saver, right? And yeah. so I think that's the important thing. Um, sometimes people, firstly, don't get into the markets soon enough, and I think it's really important to the young age to start investing in the market and so we'll talk a bit about that um, because you have a longer time horizon right you can ride the waves but mm -hmm. you also need to save right and so um, no matter what stage you're at um, you know you have to kind of think what are, what are my short medium and long-term goals um, you know am I saving for a house am I having a baby am I just out of school do I want to buy a car that would suggest that let's set up some savings accounts and start saving and so um, I think it's really important to sit down and say what are my goals and what do I want to accomplish regardless of whether I've just gotten out of school I've just gotten married or I'm uh, I'm in my mid-50s right and then within that identify a plan and say, here's how I'm going to get there. Um, and so this whole notion of investing sometimes scares people. I want to talk a bit mm -hmm. about that. Um, you know, when's the right time to get in? You know, people sometimes get really kind of flustered. Well, the markets are down. I don't want to get in. So people are pulling out, right? Um, or, or the markets are too high, so I don't want to invest now. And so there's never a right time. And so I was, you know, uh, doing a little bit of homework on this. And I said, well, what if someone invested $10,000 uh, 10 years ago? And the markets didn't do well 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, that 10000 would be roughly $40,000 10 years later. Just even Even though the last decade was... Brutal. Yeah, because <laughs> 10 years ago, 2008, 2009, the markets took a significant hit. Yeah. And so if you had just invested uh, right around that time and you just sat tight, um, you know, it would be worth around $40,000. Now, is that going to happen again? We don't know. But, but if you'd invested in something like Apple mm -hmm. 15 years mm -hmm. ago, you'd be a multi Right, right. And so, so, you know, you never know. And it's this whole market timing. You don't know. We don't know if everyone knew, you know, you'd yeah. be super, everyone would be rich. But it's really important to, to get in at any point in time. And the best entry point um, is start small. You can invest in a mutual fund for as little as $25 a month or uh, bi-weekly and you don't feel it and that's called dollar cost averaging where you just put in a little bit at a time so now you're riding the market right if it's high you're just averaging out your your investment but I mean the obvious thing is obviously to is to get a broker get a, a financial an advisor, an advisor yes, yes. who when you sit down and talk to them and say, I'm nervous about the market, yeah. I'm, I'm nervous, we'll assess your risk, right? Yeah, Phyllis? yeah. And, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, people say, well, and we've talked about this, you know, a broker will look at you once you have some money, quite a bit of money. Um, and so how can I, who has nothing, I've just graduated, or mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm broke I because I'm paying up. I have nothing. There's a song there. Break out in song. You know, or, or you're like swimming in debt, right? And, mm -hmm. and I hear this all the time. Like, whenever I talk about, I hate that word wealth, right? If I could take it actually out of my title, I'd take it out of my title because it can be intimidating. And so everybody can't should be sitting with an advisor and, and there's advisors that can help you at every level to say, here's how you can get invested and what's your risk tolerance. But you said you need to start young. How young are we talking? Well, my daughter's well, 19. I said, we're going to get you in a mutual fund, honey. We're going to do that, right? So we have a promotion on right now at Meridian. I'll talk a bit about that in a sec. Ooh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. To, well, actually, I'll talk about it right okay, now. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, um, so we are calling it uh, a first investor campaign um, to target to help people, uh, and it's under $50,000. So um, if you have $500, that's all you need, um, you can get an Amazon gift card up to $200, and then we'll top it up if you do um, regular investments, so monthly or a set mm -hmm. pre-authorized um, uh, contribution, uh, you'll get a 1% top up over and above that if you kept it in for 12 months, right? So so I said to my daughter, that's launching this week, so let's get you in. 25 bucks a month. She doesn't have consistent paycheck coming in. Um, she's doing an acting career, so so she's mm -hmm. getting money different uh, ways, but I said 25 bucks a month. 
month, easy way to get in, and uh, you get an Amazon gift card out of it. But how? Yeah, I would say right away as soon as you get your first job. Um, 25 bucks is nothing, right? And, and, and bi-weekly, if you've got a paycheck coming in bi-weekly, I'd say 25 bucks um, every two weeks. You, you don't feel it. Mm -hmm. What about people who have student loans? Would you pay that off first or would you do it concurrently? Yeah, so I think that's when you want to sit and talk to somebody. I mean, exactly. I, I have always kind of done both, right? Yeah. I've carried debt and paid off and saved at the same time, so I'm never like near here or there. Um, because if it's small enough, why not? But I exactly. think somebody, you'd want to sit down and put your whole financial situation, have someone talk to you, and then and then say, is there an opportunity for me to save? Or should I be really, depending on my debt level, just focused on this completely? But I think that's exactly um, when you should sit in front of an advisor to exactly. get that opinion. Because it's so hard to decide. And I've told you guys, this as well too. Uh, I'm in the business and I have an advisor because I get overwhelmed. I need someone to sit down and go, okay, help me figure this out because I don't have time to think about it. Also, they're a little bit at arm's length and so they can really look at your situation whereas people have emotional reactions to money. Yes. Yeah. Everything to do with money, right? We've, we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so my daughter, my daughter who is at U of T Law says, I have trouble with debt. It's like, yeah, you don't have any. <laughs> so I don't know yeah. why you're having trouble with this debt. Because <laughs> you're but okay. The debt. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. She doesn't like to talk about it. It's like convenient yeah. for yeah. you. You don't yeah. like to talk about yeah. it. We do. Yeah. And, and some people, you know, that's the other thing, right? Some people just don't want any debt, right? And some people are, I'm okay carrying that debt. If it's low interest debt, um, it might be okay to carry it. If you're, if you're, um, it's, you know, under 5%, then why not save at the same time? If it's 21% on a credit card? then you're yeah. going to want to pay that off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But you definitely should consider both saving and investing and split it like what 50 50 60 40 yeah, so so it again how much are you coming you're getting in right so right. what is your paycheck what do you have to pay for student debt do you have a car loan all that kind of thing um, but I think that's where the savings comes into it too right so if you want to save for a car and this is my other other little tips um, if you're working definitely take advantage and maximize whatever your company offers whether it's pension so mm -hmm. a lot of companies have a pension plan and a voluntary RSP contribution plan mm -hmm. and a savings plan so you could do it all in one shot comes right off your paycheck, paycheck so you never see it that's what i did me too but like they, they matched us for stock too remember mm -hmm. for a while yeah they matched and us so for sometimes stock there's a pension so i do a pension and a voluntary rsp so i don't have to worry about at the end of the year worrying mm -hmm. about my rsp and if there are some companies actually have savings plans too so you could actually do all three there get it off your paycheck but um the other thing to do it is you can just do pre-authorized transfers from your account and i really i'm a big advocate of having several different accounts savings accounts i do so if you're saving for your vacation i want to go on vacation next year so start putting you know after every pay 25 bucks or 50 dollars uh, I'm saving for a car. I have another savings account for that. Uh, I want to buy an expensive purse. No, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Do you know my daughter? <laughs> have you been conferring with her? <laughs> Save for the purse. She did point out that um, some expensive handbags increase in value. Yeah. And my husband was really, he's just like, Dad, they're an investment. He likes watches. She likes handbags. <laughs> so she should have, have a purse account. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so you know, have, have uh, you know, Meridian, you can have uh, savings accounts. It doesn't cost you anything. And I have like three or four of them for all for different reasons. And so that way you can just allocate. And then my obviously one of my favorite things is when you use your debit card, you know, have a dollar or two always automatically uh, transferred to a savings account. You'd be surprised how fast that adds up. I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Uh, um, now, tell us once again, um, before we go, how you get hold of this Amazon gift card. Uh, so you have to come into uh, a Meridian branch and uh, see an advisor and ask them about it because we're not broadly going out and uh, advertising, but I'm telling everybody who's listening today about it. So Shh, don't tell everyone. <laughs> but I'm telling everybody here. <laughs> so, um, so just go in there and say, uh, I heard about the Amazon uh, gift card offer and I want to uh, talk about investing and just go into a local Meridian branch. You can pick it up on our website. Okay, and the website they, is? Do you think they'd believe that we were first time? No. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have to be first time. Here's the other thing. We're calling it first time investor, but you don't have to be. So it's up to 50000 Anybody can come in. So, Christine, if you want an Amazon gift card, Ooh, and a who doesn't? Over. Yeah, exactly. okay. And the so, website is, uh, MeridianCU.ca. Go in there and find a branch location near you. Thank you. Okay.
What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. We'll be right back. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. Think fancy fold-away screens are out of reach? Well, things just got interesting with Vista One retractable screens. Three models, smart technology, and innovative components like pleated mesh for extra strength. Transform any opening by adding a Vista One retractable screen and increase your living space, enjoy fresh air, keep insects out, and do it all in style. With a unique, affordable line of screens exclusive to Vista One, you're sure to find the perfect design match. Book a free consultation or go online to VistaOneInc.com, like I did. What she said, she's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Joining us now is stand-up comedian Courtney Gilmore, who is about to premiere an all-new one-woman show at this year's Toronto Fringe Festival. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Now, Courtney, you were born missing both hands and your right leg above the knee, and this show touches on the lowered expectations we have for people with disabilities, and it dissects what it really means to say congratulations. So tell us about your experience with this. Yeah, I mean, um, the show talks about, it's basically my life story told through milestones, like whether it's my own achievements that I actually believe is worthy of congratulations mm-hmm. or, you know, someone on the street who's congratulating me for, you know, leaving the house that day. There's like <laughs> such a combination of, of, you know, responses that you get just from living your life with a disability. So, yeah, I I talk about that a lot in my show and it's an experience that I've sort of just had to navigate throughout my childhood and my adolescence, kind of trying to understand how people are reacting to me as a person, as a person they've never encountered before, and um, and then sort of balancing that with my own self-image and, you know, what's important to me in terms of what I'm accomplishing. Well, you say lowered expectations. Yeah. Um, are you sure that people have lowered expectations? I don't think all people do, but I think generally when you encounter someone with a disability, your expectation is that, especially if it's in a grocery store or somewhere where you're watching them just be in their natural habitat, right. you're sort of thinking of them as they need help with what they're doing. And I and a lot of people want to be the ones to help. And so their expectations do tend to start a little bit lower for me because they're not aware of my capabilities. They're not aware, you know, all the things that I've learned to do for myself since I was a baby. So, you know, you're meeting a 20, 30-something-year-old woman in public and she doesn't have hands, I think most people's first reaction is like, she must need some help (laughs) or she must not be able to. I mean, a lot of people don't even know or are surprised to learn that I live by myself. Like, I'm an independent person to the nth degree, you know? I have a cat. I live in an apartment by myself and it's just normal. When did you notice? You said since you were a baby. You've been learning new things. When did you notice, and I use this term loosely that that things were different for you that things were different I mean playing with other children it was actually interesting to see children versus their parents you know sometimes parents would have questions and they would go and approach my parents and ask hey you know just wanted to know what's what's happening what's what can I tell my kids about how Courtney is they'll have questions they're gonna have questions Mm -hmm. yeah so I think I started learning once people had a lot of questions which was pretty quickly into you know kindergarten I would say start starting to go to school people had questions for me how did this happen why are you like this how do you do everything and so once I started learning you know the vocabulary of well this is how I do it I was born this way I just use my arms for everything that's when I realized there's like a pretty significant distinction between myself and my peers. Do you um, find yeah. the questions, um, how did it happen, what happened, yeah. what can you do, do you find them um, invasive or do you just assume that people are curious, especially children? 
Yeah, I mean, children are for sure curious. It depends. I mean, like, I I understand certainly that people have questions. It can be. I can't say that it's never invasive just because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I'm out having lunch and someone will come up in the <laughs> middle of lunch and start asking me, and maybe that's a it's been a bad Monday and I just don't want to talk about yeah. it. I do yeah. have a lot, you know, I have a story in my show where I talk about uh a parent approaching me when I was a child while I was watching a soccer game and she she was like uh, my son wants to know what happened to your hands and I was so enthralled with my brother's soccer game that I barely looked at her and I was like I don't want to talk about it <laughs> and that just threw everyone off because I was so used to just giving her or everyone the stock phrases um, mm-hmm. but you know depends on the mood you know sometimes you just you want to keep to yourself well, I know that people out yeah. there are, are listening. Yeah. Can you tell? Can you tell us? I mean, you said you were born born this yeah. way. So, yeah, so I was born missing uh, both hands and my leg. Um, as for the actual root cause, it was sort of vague and not very it wasn't exactly determined they sort of attributed to it to environmental problems um in sarnia ontario which is where i was born yeah there's a lot of chemical pollution in the air yeah and so there were a lot of uh children born uh with defects in the 80s actually and uh i was one of them and so they never were able to like narrow down a specific cause but that was generally how it was thought to be so yeah i was just gonna say do you think because of the way people sort of approach you that it has affected your goals, your motivation? Your... I think a little bit. I think part of me has always wanted to appease people a little bit and sort of, you know, um, I had my own goals, but I always kind of liked the idea that I could prove people not wrong, but like exceed their expectations you know so Mm -hmm. I would you know when I was a child take up all kinds of activities that I would be able to explore my interests and be like hey I ran five kilometers today with an artificial leg I didn't know that I could do that now look everyone so I think yeah sometimes you know having some doubts people you know automatically assuming I can't do something has definitely fueled my ambition towards accomplishing it yeah Mm -hmm. it looks like you've accomplished (laughs) a lot thank you yeah you're a great role model well, I you, try to be. <laughs> you graduated university with a double major in English literature and linguistics, Christine. And oh, communication media studies. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I did, yeah. and now I'm a comedian. <laughs> Why did you turn to comedy? <laughs> I um, I just, I, I tried it and I loved it. Like it was sort of, you know, a lot of comedians say they fall into it by accident. I think that's, I was no different. I just, I, I knew I was funny. I was a lot quieter than most people. I wasn't a naturally gregarious performer. But once I, I tried comedy, I just really liked it. And mm-hmm. it just sort of took off from there. Once I moved from Windsor to Toronto, I just started doing it more and more. So what was your big break? My big break? Um... I would have to say it's the, it was the Just for Laughs Festival. The first time I did it, I've been lucky enough to do it um, a couple of times already, and I'm going back this summer. Um, but, uh, yeah, 2017, I got selected to perform um, at the Homegrown Competition at Just for Laughs, and I ended up winning it, which was amazing. Uh, so that well, congratulations. Was, thank you so much. It was the first, um, yeah. it was, I was a tie between two female winners, and it was the first win by a woman in 19 years. Amazing. Had, <laughs> wow. It's here, I tell time, you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so congratulations. Thank you. It's part of the Fringe Festival. No, oh, you were saying I'm the name of the my name title. Show. That's, <laughs> the That's the thing with naming the show. Congratulations. Now I don't know if people are actually saying it or just naming my show. Okay. It's part of the yeah. Fringe Festival's inaugural accessibility lottery. That places selected artists in accessible or semi-accessible venues and provides a $1,000 bursary during pre-production. So that's yeah. that's pretty cool. So what do you hope people take away from the show? I would love to see people at the show who maybe have no familiarity with um, disabled artists. Like, um, you know, I would also love my fr- my friends and family and people who do know me to come, but I would just love to take up space where it's been allotted to me. I think it's so cool that Fringe, the festival, is doing an accessibility category so people can choose, like, this is the artist I want to see. And um, I think I just want it, I want to be visible so that it's a normal thing. So it's not, you know, someday I think the ideal goal is to not even need an accessibility category because you just have so many artists with disabilities who are just part of it, you know? It's just normal. So you want people to understand the ability more than the disability? 
Totally, totally. I mean, yeah. disability has always been a complicated word for me personally, but it's something I, I still embrace and I embrace, you know, the difference and, you know, I understand I have a different aesthetic and body than other people. And um, I think the more visibility you have, especially in the entertainment in- industry, um, the better, you know, then people are familiar with it. So how do people get tickets to the show and, and tell us a bit about the run? Yeah, so uh, the show, it's uh, going to be an hour long show, just me on stage. I'm going to be, I usually, uh, I'm not going to be doing traditional stand up. It's more storytelling with mm-hmm. uh, some joke, you know, humorous uh, content and, and themes. Um there's nothing less funny than saying humorous content. I just realized <laughs> <laughs> humorous, jokey content. Um, and uh, yeah, and so it debuts July 3rd. It runs to the 14th. And tickets are at fringetoronto.com. And um, you can also, and my, the show is called Congratulations. So you can search for it on the Fringe website or on my, you know, on my social media, Twitter, Instagram. I'm just posting away. And that, what of, is, what's, what's your handle? Uh, Court Gilmore on Twitter. Court Gilmore. Yeah, Courtney J. Gilmore on Instagram. And uh, I got all kinds of show show details and ticket info on there, too. Well, good luck with everything uh, coming up. Thank and, you so much. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian. Expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. A new anonymous survey commissioned in May of 2019 by Manulife found that one-third of Canadians may be receiving visitors from another country this year. Now, that's great if you enjoy the company, but it can also be stressful when you're trying to juggle everything else on your plate. So joining us now is personal finance expert Barry Choi with some tips on how to manage expectations as well as your wallet. Welcome. (laughs) Thanks for having me again. What are the things Canadians typically worry about when they have visitors? Well, number one's got to be money, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I love having my family over from overseas, but at the same time, you know, we've got this unspoken rule where it's like when you come here, we cover everything, and when we go there, you pay for everything. Uh, but at the same time, it's other things too, you know, taking time off to keep them entertained. Uh, you know, I admit when I have guests over, I clean a little bit more. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, Cooking. What do people eat for breakfast? Exactly. Why do you have to have stocked in your fridge? And I think a pantry. lot of people also worry about health issues. You know, you know mm-hmm. a lot of my my aunts and uncles they're getting older, and um, when they come over, uh, you know, what happens if you get into an accident or you need to seek medical attention? Those are very serious concerns. That well, we have great about. medical health and medical care here, but yeah, I, and I guess, but I, do travelers still assume that they won't need to pay because they're coming to Canada? <laughs> I think some people assume that they they keep hearing about on the news like. Oh, Canada's got great health care. I'm just going to go yeah. there and get an operation done, check out the doctors. Like, mm-hmm. uh, that's not exactly how it works. You know, we're a little bit spoiled. A lot of Canadians don't realize that we don't get coverage once we leave Canada. Mm-hmm. And visitors coming here, they don't get coverage. So they should have some kind of travel insurance plan. Uh, most people do, but at the same time, a lot of times they don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, now, are you able as a host to buy travel insurance for your guests? Yeah, so this is kind of interesting. This is kind of new. Manual Life Cover Me Visitors to Canada Travel Insurance Plans covers emergency medical costs up to $150,000. Uh, they also cover travel accident. Hopefully that never actually happens when you're here. Uh, side trips it outside of Canada. And the nice thing is if you're over the age of 70, you can also get up to $100,000 worth of coverage. Uh, and, and, you know, it kind of works like any regular travel insurance. It, it covers you or protects visitors from unexpected or emergency medical visits. But what it doesn't cover, what people don't realize is like, say your flight's delayed or your baggage is lost. You know, those mm-hmm. are totally different things. Uh, so, so you kind of need to know, like any other insurance policy, 
what you're entitled to, but fortunately, Emanuel Life does have you covered. So it, it, you buy a policy that doesn't cover you but covers your guests? Yeah, this is kind of the funny thing. It's like people don't realize that you can actually buy insurance for visitors. Uh, so when you think about it, you, you know, my aunts and uncles that are older from overseas, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily have credit card insurance or they're not really thinking about medical insurance. And they're also on a fixed income, more right. importantly. So it's easier for me to buy them a policy where they're covered. And the nice thing is uh, it's really kind of like a – choose your own adventure per se as an yeah. insurance package uh, like it depends on your age the duration of stay your health status that's how much it's going to cost okay, that's, you right? and that's the key that's, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly right so, so basically that's kind of a job though to get all that information on every <laughs> single visitor that you're having and how long is it for like 30 days or however long they're exactly. there exactly so that's right you know you really got to do your research not really do your research but to ask your visitors what they need and what health issues they may have had in the past uh, you do have some flexibility Low, right? You can lower the cost if you increase the premium that you pay. So you pay a little bit out of pocket, uh, but your monthly fees or your the cost will be lowered. So hopefully you don't actually have to use insurance. That's the key. But like you said, you need to find out about any pre-existing conditions. That's that's like what that. that's right. what I was when you said health status. Because I mean, are you still able if there is? Yeah. So the nice thing about Manual Life's Cover Me is it does cover pre-existing medical conditions as long as they've been stable for 180 days prior to their coverage starting, which is no different from any insurance that you and I would purchase if we were to go overseas. So it's really just a standard insurance policy. You know, Mm -hmm. they also have a plan where uh, if they don't want to cover pre-existing conditions for whatever reason, you know, that probably lowers the cost a little bit. So you do have some issues, which is really nice. So how do people make a claim on that? Yeah, very similar to what we do. You know, to make a claim because of your sickness or any injuries, you need to call Manual Life first. Again, this is like us. You want to start that case right away. Uh, before you can receive medical attention, preferably, obviously, if it's an emergency, you may not have a choice. But that's usually the first steps. The assistance center is available to help visitors 24-7, which is really nice. So if you're traveling, you don't need to worry. Different too languages? Much. Of course, different languages. Okay. Just right? yeah. no, exactly. Sure. No, no, no. Exactly. So, so multilingual, you just ask for the support. And hopefully, obviously, because you're coming to Canada, you presumably have someone here that can help you. Mm-hmm. And if you ever need more information, you know, you can go to their website, uh, cover me, you can just look it up online and get all the insurance details, costs, and, and uh, what you're covered for. Um, paperwork, receipts, I suppose it's good to keep you a paper trail. You always got to keep the cover. Bills, uh, invoices. You know, invoices, emails, everything. You just want to create that case for yourself so you won't get denied coverage. Okay, so this is, this is CoverMe.com. Is this new? Is this something that's... Relatively new. It's a, it's a new product. Manual has been coming up with a lot of new things these days, which are really starting to understand what consumers want, and they're creating that product for you. So that's good. I mean, my father uh, comes from Australia quite frequently. I'm sure he has his own trouble. I was just thinking, mm-hmm. but... Um, because he's just had a triple bypass, and you know, he said, "I'm not traveling for the rest of the year." But I'd like to make sure that you know, if he comes here, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be sending him home walking onto the plane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. At the same time, you can even, like you said, if he's on a fixed income, it might be something you want to cover for him, so he doesn't right. have to worry about it. Yeah. He just has to tell me all his personal info. That'll oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so for more information on travel insurance for visitors, you can go to CoverMe.com, and you can also reach out to Barry anytime on yeah. Twitter. It's easy, right? Yeah, at Barry Choi. Connect with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler at WhatSheSaidTalk.com. Summer is almost here, and that means the official start of family vacation season. Lifestyle expert Lena Almeida joins us in studio. Now, Lena, what's happening in family travel? Lots of exciting things happening this summer in family travel news. So first things first, do you love a great water park? I do, and I and I know our producer Alex Simpson does because he was in uh, the Dominican recently, yes. and he was at all kind doing all kinds of things in, in water parks that involved foam and slides <laughs> and dancing. And I was like, wow, water parks have changed since yes, my day. I know, I know. Let me tell you about a family-friendly water park. <laughs> so the Malia Caribe Beach Resort in Punta Cana recently went under an extensive renovation, and they actually reopened in December 2018. And it now boasts an interactive water park splash island, which has several slides and waterfalls, oh, an nice. interactive pool, and a splash pad with games where kids can just spend 
hours. And now we were in Punta Cana last month, and we did stay at the Melia Caribe Beach Resort. And I can authentically say that my boys wanted to be there from open to close. Really? Uh, they just— How old are they? They are 9 and 11. Okay, that, so that's a, that's a tough age to entertain all Absolutely. the time, Absolutely, right? especially when going to an all-inclusive because mm-hmm. they're just on the cusp of, you know, they're not really in the kids' club anymore, but they're not old enough to partake in some of the teenager right. activities. Mm-hmm. So they just had an amazing time. And so the good news as well is that while the kids are being entertained, you can just lounge out on one of their magnificent sunbeds or, and this is what I appreciated, they actually had a covered area with a grill, full service. So my husband and I were having a beer and having nachos and they have flatbreads and sandwiches. And if you can picture it, so the area where the covered is, the water park is in a U shape around it. So wherever my kids were, we we had eyes on them. Yes, that's now, good. my kids of course, they're amazing swimmers. Mm-hmm. So if your kids aren't, you know, lifeguard at the lifeguard level, you'd probably want to be closer to the pool. But we felt very comfortable because we know they are strong swimmers. Mm-hmm. But as well, there was a lifeguard about every 20 to 30 feet. So oh, I can good. also say that it's a safe water park. Okay. So, and of course, the Malia Caribe Beach Resort is actually located on Bavaro Beach, which is one of the most stunning beaches in the Caribbean. And they have a sale going on right now, so you can visit melia.com for the Punta Cana Super Sale, where you can find 25% off select rooms for the summer. So if you're thinking of having summer camp by the sea, it's the <laughs> perfect place. Okay, what about um, Canada Day? Yes. Who's doing family stuff Canada. So, right? you know, Tremblant is one of my yes. favorite places in Canada, and they're having quite a few Canada Day celebrations this year. So, the celebrations are happening from June 29th to July 1st, and everything is free. So, it's going to be a free and festive program. So, everything I'm going to mention right now, totally complimentary. So, you need to get yourself down to Tremblant for Canada Day. Um, celebrations. So first on June 29th, the Practically Hip. So oh, Practically Hip. Gee, they're, where'd they get that from? I, I wonder who they cover. <laughs> so they're actually known for their high energy uh, summer festival performances. And they've actually worked alongside April Wine, Kim Mitchell, Colin James, and more. Okay. So they're going to be there on the 29th. On the 30th, Vicky and Seb are up. And they're another cover band, but they do everything from Blondie to ACDC to Pink. So, you know, lots of fun for the entire family. And then that evening, the Bonsai Troupe is going to lead a parade um, down to Place St. Bernard. And then they're going to have even more entertainment, dancing, games, and of course, the special effects. And then on July 1st, Canada Day, everyone's invited at 1 p.m. for the annual flag racing ceremony. And that's going to be followed by a slice of Canada Day cake and lots of kids programming. So face painting, balloons, you name it. Uh, This side up is due to perform that afternoon. And then that evening, there's a show by the Laurentian band, The Foreign Diplomats, followed by fireworks. Yeah, fireworks. fireworks. You have to do fireworks for Canada Day. (laughs) And that's at 9.45 p.m. So tromblon.com is the website to get more information. Plus, of course, there's all their hiking, swimming, golf, cycling, tennis, everything else they've got going on. It truly is a year-round destination. So if you want to go somewhere for Canada Day, Tromblon is my pick. And if this summer Barbados has been on your bucket list, I do have great news. So Barbados Tourism has a new summer campaign, and it's called Brilliant Barbados Fly Into Savings. So the promotion runs from May to October, and uh, travelers excuse me, have the opportunity to take $100 off um, a round-trip flight in the form of an airline rebate on aircanada.com. So it's only available on aircanada.com, but, I mean, you can save $200 or more on flights and experience Barbados. I think it's a great way to take it off your bucket list. Mm-hmm. So so where can people go to learn more on all these things? Maybe we should give them a... Absolutely. Oh, so sure. for Barbados, aircanada.com is where you want to be. Okay. Uh, for Tremblant, tremblant.com. And to grab the Melia... Uh, the 25% off Melia promotion is going to be Melia.com. Where are you going next? Where I'm going to Orlando next. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew there'd be an answer. Like, instantaneously. Okay. Um, all right. And and what are you, is this, this over the summer you're going to? We're Orlando? actually going next month, and this is actually going to be more vacation 
then press trip. And it's the first time I've actually taken a vacation since our honeymoon in 2007. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. I need it so, so fast. <laughs> I think of you almost as permanently on vacation, but it really is work for you. It, it? It, it really is. I mean, I don't always want to be up at 5 a.m., you know, <laughs> sorting through my Instagram stories, but this is the life of a family travel um, influencer. Uh, well, we love you, Lena. Thank you. Thank you. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. I just spoke to a Meridian advisor about variable versus fixed rate mortgages, and they told me that... Variable rates change based on Meridian's prime rate. Exactly. And that... You could pay your mortgage down faster if Meridian's prime rate goes down. How did you know? I spoke with an advisor, too. So let's get a... a Meridian five-year variable rate mortgage at 2.90%. Totally. Apply today at meridianmortgages.ca or visit a Meridian branch. Rate subject to change without notice. Some restrictions apply. 2.90% APR assumes the typical example of a new mortgage. Think fancy fold-away screens are out of reach? Well, things just got interesting with Vista One retractable screens. Three models, smart technology, and innovative components like pleated mesh for extra strength. Transform any opening by adding a Vista One retractable screen and increase your living space, enjoy fresh air, keep insects out, and do it all in style. With a unique, affordable line of screens exclusive to Vista One, you're sure to find the perfect design match. Book a free consultation or go online to VistaOneInc.com, like I did. What she said, she's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. And joining us now for Saturday Night at the Movies is film critic Anne Brody, just back from New York. So you missed a few movies because you went on holiday. You missed Toy Story. Yeah, But I'll be seeing it, and it'll be on the blog ASAP. Okay, so you in theaters this weekend, you really liked Wild Rose. Oh, my God, it's so good. It's a little tiny independent film from England about with a great actress in it, Jessie Buckley. She plays a down-and-out drug addict mother of two. She can't cope. But she has this dream about singing in Nashville. Like, outrageous, right? Will never mm-hmm. happen. So a lot of bad things happen. Her mother lays down the law. She's going to take the kids while she goes out and does a little bit of music. She gets a job as a cleaner. And the cleaner believes in her talent. And I'm not going to say anymore. But oh my god, it's so uplifting, so wonderful. I saw it at TIFF last year. Can't get it out of my mind. Wild Rose is really good. Okay. Okay. We love those stories when women mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. have a happy ending. That's right. only crazy till you do it. Oh, little promo for Nike. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> money, money. <laughs> what about Buddy? Buddy's really, oh my God, it's lovely. It's about six guide dogs, service dogs, and the people that they look after. And they have everything from uh, battle PTSD to blindness to complete muscle paralysis. And the things that they can do are incredible. This one dog can roll his owner over, undress her, put her pajamas on. What? Yes. He's trained. She has some strings wrapped around, and he pulls on the strings. But yeah, you see it right that. before your eyes. Yeah. It's just gives me what are we doing wrong with our dogs, Kate? <laughs> We're spoiling them. We're spoiling them. We're coddling them. <laughs> and of course, uh, you know, dogs don't last forever. So then there's that, that that's dealt with. But not once does this Dutch filmmaker ever exploit or sentimentalize the subject matter. It is it is just pure, easy, simple. It's about work, working relationships. But you know, there's plenty of opportunity for a little bit of. Ooh-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, The Extraordinary Journey of the Fakir. It, it, it's billed as an uplifting fairy tale about a Mumbai street con turned <laughs> humanist. Yeah, that pretty much describes it. Uh, wonderful film. You have to sort of accept, suspend your disbelief watching it. It's about a fellow who steals on the street uh, through magic. He does magic in Mumbai, and uh, he's he has to take his mother's ashes to Lon- to Paris, excuse me, where his father was buried, and he wants to reunite them. He winds up on a hot air balloon that lands on a on a ship bound for Syria, Libya, 
Libya. <laughs> <laughs> I have notes in front of me. <laughs> he winds up in an Ikea store in Paris okay. and <laughs> meets a girl. It's the cutest meet you've ever seen in a movie. I love this film. Everything just completely unbelievable happens, and yet you accept it because you want to. It's a lovely adult fairy tale. The Extraordinary Journey of the Fakir. Okay. Hmm. Um, the Tiff Books on Film. Yes, that is a great series. I don't know if you've ever been to it, but uh, every once in a while, and this is the last of the series for the year, every once in a while they will do a film night based on, adapted from a book, and they'll bring the author in. So this one is Lore, and that came out in, in either 2012 or 2013. And uh, the author, Rebecca uh, Seifert, is going to be there and take questions afterwards. And it's about three, a true story, three young children at the end of World War II whose parents were Nazis, and um, they're just trying to survive. They're sent out, and they're living in the forest. They're Oh, it's just terrifying. It's just terrifying. Um, and I, I mean, it's well worth seeing. It really makes you think about the reality of it all. So yeah, it's worth seeing, and it's worth going to this evening to to listen to the author as well. Okay, if you don't want to go out, PBS Sunday nights. Oh my God, what a great! Do you like PBS Sunday nights? Mm -hmm. Do you watch? Yes. Mm -hmm. well, so I can. they've got Pole Dark. Yeah, but now I've got The Handmaid's Tale, so I'm kind of like. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Back with the exactly. forwards here, and, and they're oh, running, and, they, and they're running two episodes. Per night? Back. Mm -hmm. Why? I, I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because everybody ha, you know, has either Netflix or whatever. Demand, something. So Apparently anyway. there's a bit of exhaustion with the number of streaming services out there. Right. So. And then we've got Endeavor, which is such a great series. It started good. It's, it's the man who became Inspector Dr. Morse. Morse. Right. So as a young man in Oxford, he's a police detective. Uh, and it started as a really good series. Now it's a superb series. It looks like a movie. It looks like Wallander. It's fantastic. And then Jamestown is back, which I really like. It's um, Pilgrim-esque time. You know, settlers, mm -hmm. uh, natives, and how they all get along and, and don't get along, and, and more do than don't, um, at 1030. So it's a great lineup this week on, on PBS. Okay, now there are more movie and TV reviews up now at what she said, talk.com. Um, and... As you said, Wild Road hits theaters, but as you mentioned, it's about a Scottish woman fresh out of prison who pursues her dream of becoming a country music star while juggling a job and two children. You sat down with lead act actress Jessie Buckley, writer Nicole Taylor, and the director Tom Harper. So let's take a listen to that. Country music is a sweet chord in the truth. Just get whoever's in there out. I should have been born in America. I'm an American. You know, your character, Rosalind, is defiantly herself, despite evidence that she probably shouldn't be. And so how do you understand that as a person who's, you know, probably responsible and gets jobs and does all that? How do you put yourself into her head that way? With huge enjoyment. <laughs> Basically, I, I love the rebellious kind of bold bolshiness that she had and that raw kind of she just was this like being that was vibrating and electric and wasn't um there was no fanning going on <laughs> <laughs> you know and she she does the opposite of what you think a person in her position with two children should do but she does it with such heart you love her for it you know, and, and there are some people suffering in her wake, but you have to let her dream that impossible dream, you know? Yeah. Um, it's almost license for her. Well, I think she has to. Yeah. She she truly feels in her, in her loins that this is what she's meant to do. Um, and I think that's, you know, she's not unconscious of her dilemma, even at times... She might, it might look like she's trying to block or screen it out, you know, or fog that part of her life as if it isn't there. But right. she's not, not conscious of it. And I think mm -hmm. she, in her heart, she feels like, if I can do this, I can give them a life that I dream of. Right. Um, and I can open up their mind past the boundaries of what this wall in front of me is. Yeah, and I think that's where her... 
big heart comes from is she's but not to say that it's that it's down there are moments of such joy in this film yeah well but that's the best thing you know like yeah. that's human beings right we've got all different kinds of crunchy things going on inside <laughs> us all the time <laughs> well said so you just got to learn how to harness those things and sometimes one of those wolves goes flying and you're like you've got you just got to run for a bit and then you get him to come back with some nice food or whatever and then another one go anyway stage screen you're funny too and you sing thank you <laughs> when you put your mind to something you can do anything This film, it, it's being given so much love. Everybody thinks it's just terrific. It must be very satisfying. So tell me something. What was the spark for this? I'm from Glasgow. I am a lifelong fan of country music. Um, mad for it. Oh, just really? absolutely mad for it. Yeah, it's my passion in life, so I was always going to write like, country music at some point. And I just had this girl in my head who just wouldn't stop talking to me for years and years and years. It was my first feature, and I just carried on drafting, carried on drafting, but then it really came to life when Tom read it and um, cast Jessie Buckley in the lead. Oh, my gosh, she's tremendous. And I read somewhere that she didn't know anything about country music, but she became hooked the way you are. Yeah. Nicole had a uh, strict diet of... Um, <laughs> yeah, country, country only. Yeah, exactly. Country yeah. only. Wow. I'd heard that uh, country music is big in Britain. It's I've big, heard it's that big before. It's big in Scotland and big in Ireland, and it's sort of getting quite cool. Um, it used it's to be growing. unbelievably it's uncool, but it's definitely having a moment in the UK. So tell me something. You, you know, you take her dream... <laughs> <laughs> her long-awaited dream, and you shape it and mold it. Did you feel a responsibility to her as well as your audience and yourself? Yeah, I did. Uh, well, I don't know. Yes and no. Like, yes, yeah. because um, she's obviously my friend, <laughs> and uh, I didn't want to, like, mess it up for her. But, but, but because we were just all, we've always worked so closely, it just felt yeah. like we were, um, you know... It was all of ours. As soon as Tom and Jesse joined, it was like I was free. I wasn't sitting in an oh, empty room anymore, and right. we were all in it together. Oh, that's so cool. And it sort of evolved, we evolved together, and it became this sort of organism that was so... Yeah, it felt like we were all on the, on, the, on the road together. And what I love about it so much is that the moments are so um, vivid. The darkness and some of the choices that she makes, and then the complete joy she feels on stage and we feel all of that and it just it drives the whole film and it was beautiful the way that was done thank you yeah um so how did you stage the music in terms of uh being a character piece not just the music well actually that comes back to nicole because you know the, the music was always so integral to the script and how Roseland's feeling and it eats all those kind of very careful song Choices that Nicole had made were all—they were all bound in, up in the script from the very beginning. Um, so it was actually, so it was always very clear to me that the the performance was so the, the the recording of the music was and her singing was bound up so bound up in the performance that we had to do it live on 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 set. Yeah. And I think that really you can tell that there's an honesty that comes with that, and you can hear all the. Yeah. The, the 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 imperfections, but the imperfections are the things that make it beautiful and magic and real and human and non-electronic. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and I think that's 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 the that's the magic of it. Yes. Like. And uh, you know, the scenes in Nashville. Uh, you know, she's dreaming this impossible dream, but we all do, right? And I think that's very appealing. Yeah, and if you just let somebody have a wee taste of that thing that they are and that they need, you know, they'll make good choices. You just has, you know, just the window opens and she pokes her head out and she just gets that wee whiff of freedom. And wow, I, I just love that. Wow, <laughs> that's so cool. Thank you very much and congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs>
He's open for pop acts like Foster, The People, Charlie XCX, and Ellie Goulding. And what you're listening to is Close, the debut single by Toronto singer-songwriter Mike Ruby, who is in studio with us now. Welcome to What She Said. Thanks for having me. After creative speed dating with songwriters, <laughs> countless red-eye flights, and over a thousand songs in your notebook, you're finally ready to share your debut EP with the world. So what can people expect? Music. Oh, <laughs> good start. Um, so all the songs, uh, that the album is called You Wrote These Songs, and all the songs are about specific people in my life. And I find the more relatable that an artist can be, the more um, people can grasp onto that. Because I think the more vulnerable we become, everybody has those experiences, and we finally kind of tap into that universal feeling that we all have. Well, you're going to perform uh, Close for us in a minute. It was produced by Ryan Stewart. But tell us what, or should I say who, that's about. I'm not sure if I can say who <laughs> on air. Um, but it's about that relationship that I think we've all had uh, at one point in our life. It's uh, you know one of those relationships that we think about and uh, could have worked out, and maybe it didn't work out, maybe for the better, maybe for the worse, but one of those ones that we got close on. That you got close on. Okay, so um, now you began your career as a saxophone player. I did, so yes. Is that your first love? Will it always be your first love? It will, I guess it will always be my first love. Um, yeah, so I started out playing saxophone in high school and uh, mm-hmm. moved to New York City when I was uh, 18 and studied there for Where'd a long time. Where'd you go to time. high school? I went to high school at the York School. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when I moved to New York, I started playing jazz as a full-time musician and then realized I couldn't just play jazz for a living, so started playing a bunch of pop gigs. And at that point, I started opening with some of those great acts that you mentioned earlier, and it just kind of transformed me. Um, at one point, I wanted to play jazz for a living, and then at one point, I saw 5,000 people having the time of their life, and I was like, well, hold on a minute. I think this is what I want to do. I mean, jazz is great. It's a little more intellectual, but pop, there's something about it where you know thousands of people kind of flock and have have an amazing night, and I wanted to give that experience to people. And so you went from that to writing, though. Yes. So that's a that's a uh, that's a transition. Yeah, it was the scariest thing I've ever done really? in my life. Absolutely. I mean, writing a song about your own personal story and then sharing it with with that many people is, is always you know you just kind of feel like you step on stage totally naked. Um, <laughs> plus, having a saxophone there, you get to hide behind the instrument. Right. Without that, it's really just your voice and your story. So it's definitely you know you're vulnerable. But I've gotten used to that now, and I love it. So where can people follow you online and get your music? Um, so you guys can pick your poison. I'm not sure what you use, whether it's Twitter or Instagram or YouTube. Um, but my handle is Mike Ruby Music, and the ruby is like the color. So you can find me. Uh, Mike Ruby Music. You like. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Thank today. you so much for having me. That is it for what she said. We will be back again next Saturday at noon right here on 105.9 The Region. Singing us out now, here is Mike Ruby performing close. Have a great weekend. I don't know when things change Cause if I write it now I'm left in your afterglow And don't get me wrong, no I've been doing better out here on my own Things are going good, yeah Things are going good, yeah but sometimes I think about what we'd be If we stayed on that road Never felt perfect But God, it was worth it Yeah, we got close We got close I don't when I changed my mind, you went away and it felt right. Crazy, I still don't know. And don't get me wrong, no, I've been doing better out here on my own. Things are going good, yeah. Things are going good, yeah. But sometimes I think about what we'd be. If we stay on that road Never felt perfect But God, it was worth it Yeah, we got close We got close
Where do we go? Where do we go? Hey, where do we go? Oh, 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 oh. Sometimes I think about what we'd be if we stay on that road. We never found perfect, but God, it was worth it. Yeah, we got close. We I'm Jeff Woods and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy, he really was a magic guy. All, we all have force, he had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin, Robert was full on, I mean he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him, he had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know, and he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.